All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fresh Brains podcast with you, as always. My name is Scott. And I'm Brian. And uh, yeah, I'll apologize now for a slight little delay in getting an episode out. I'm slowly recovering from the plague or some other godforsaken disease that I had. But um, yeah, I don't even know if some some head cold that knocked me on my ass. But uh, so, yeah, we decided to postpone had had some things going on but uh we're we're back and ready to go and uh once once again just keeping keeping brian out of the loop he has no idea what we're going to watch tonight and uh as, as i gather you you tend to like it that way right movie 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 oh yeah i i wake up on wednesdays and i'm like oh yeah tonight's movie night what's it gonna be i think you uh you you sent me a text you just gave me a couple of movie vibes I got to select one today. Yeah, so. over coffee this morning, I was, you know, my wife actually asked what we were going to watch tonight. And I was like, you know, I haven't even figured that out yet. But I had a couple things in mind that would be fun. Um, narrowed it down to three. One that I said, or to me, was a little more of a fun movie. One that's, you know, a gore fest and one that's, I guess, darker. And so I just left it to you. I said, do you want fun, gory or dark? And you chose dark. So, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know that I would call this like exorcist or slit your wrist dark. It's, it's not that kind of movie, but it's definitely the more, uh, heady of, of the three that I had in mind. So I won't spoil what okay. the other two are cause they're still, they're still coming, but, um, yes. Yeah. So tonight I, I I'm going to go out on a limb and assume there's a decent chance you've never even heard of this movie. Okay. Uh, even though, like I said, the whole list is what I'm considering, essential horror movie watching but um tonight i've chosen uh a movie from either 2002 or 2003 depending on what source you check um the movie may no i've never heard of this you are correct okay this was a um kind of i'm not going to tell you anything about the plot um but Basically, a, a fairly low-budget kind of independent movie. Uh, I use the word independent in air quotes because, to be honest, I don't know what studio actually made it. Uh, but it was kind of a low-flying, under-the-radar kind of movie. Uh, single director and writer, uh, Lucky McKee, is the guy who wrote and directed uh, the film. Uh, stars Angela Bettis, who... He, I don't know if you would know her. She's got a decent number of acting credits, but a lot of stuff is in horror other than, you know, the occasional uh, cameo on like an episode of Criminal Minds or CSI I see on here. Um, she was in a couple episodes of Dexter and I think the only kind of like non-horror-y thing that a lot of people would know her for is um, Girl Interrupted back in 99, if you ever saw that. Uh, it's on the list. I haven't seen it, though. Yeah, she yeah. she's in that. I don't think she's a main character. Um, okay. She also, she also played Carrie in the TV remake of Carrie, not either of the theatrical remakes. But um, oh. anyway, she's... Um, She's a national treasure. I absolutely love Angela Bettis. Um, I wish she was in more <laughs> stuff that people knew. But um, yeah, it's not a big cast. It's it's one of these kind of small 
low budget movies that only has you know a handful of people in it um okay. which i think in this case works to its advantage and um yeah, it, it just kind of follows this one character and her story and uh, goes to places. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it's wonderful. It's it's one of my, I don't know, maybe top ten. I, I really enjoy this movie. And I think it was the kind of movie that, um, like I said, flew under the radar for a lot of people. Unless, you know, you were a horror fan, like, you know, it was definitely people in the horror community knew of it but I don't think it's stretched too far outside of that. But it's, it's one of those like top five movies that I've found that um, I'm not taking credit for founding, finding this movie. I'm not saying anything like that, but like Hmm. one of those that like, if you didn't catch it at the time that it was kind of making its rounds, you might've completely missed it. And I'm just very, very glad that I did find it. Um, Cool because it's it's good kind of like the loved ones which i may i know you've seen i made you watch that one. Oh yeah that's um, great you know another one of those it, it's got that vibe of just kind of not a huge budget not a mainstream movie but the the people who have found it just realize like oh yeah this is something special so um yeah if anybody has listened to my old show last horror cast i know doug and i did this as an episode uh we paired it up with another movie called roman which was a a fun twist because like i said this movie stars angela bettis and is directed by lucky mckee and the film roman they switched roles and she directed it and he starred in it um but they 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 were a, a good double bill so yeah we've i've talked about this movie on podcasts before although that's been many 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 ages ago so I, okay. I guess if i if i say something really great and you want to hear more there is a whole other episode or if if not if you hate what i say maybe don't go listen to my old shows <laughs> so cool uh yeah i have very little that I can say about this movie really because you haven't seen it and know absolutely nothing about it. Yeah. I guess I know that it's heady. (laughs) Um, Were you into horror at all in like 2002? Let's let's put ourselves in the the shoes of of Brian. Like how, how old were you in 2002? Oh boy. Uh... I was not old enough for scary movies. <laughs> so was it like high school? The high no, school for you? Before that, yeah. Oh, really? Okay, you're oh, young. You're younger than I even thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm young, young. Uh, you know, I was I was around ten or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So you definitely would have had no idea what this nope. was at the time. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I was a sophomore in college and was just starting to really find horror films, but definitely didn't know about this one at that time. I found this several years later. Um, but yeah, cool. I, I guess I don't have much more to say other than um, I'm excited. It's It's been – this is one that I put – like when I first started making the list of things that we were going to watch, like it was one of the first ten movies that I, I wrote down because – couldn't wait to get to it. I knew that we had to at some point, but um, 
yeah, it's, I don't want to oversell it, but I, I think it's something special. Awesome. I'm, so it sounds like it's like considered to be kind of like a hidden gem. So, yeah, I, I think it depends on who you ask. Um, okay. You know, like I said, most of our listeners who are horror fans, which I would assume is pretty much all of them, are going to, you know, laugh at the idea of it being called a hidden gem because I, I would. I would pay bet money that they've all seen it and know this movie very well. Um, okay. But yeah, like I said, outside of the horror communities, it's the kind that you mentioned it to a casual horror fan that probably have never heard of it. Cool. Okay. So yeah, I'm down. I'm ready. All right. Yeah, I am too. So um, I'm going to say, I'm going to skip the popcorn tonight just cause you know, still, still getting over the cold, but um Okay. I got a be- I got a beer, so I'm ready for that. And uh, yeah, we'll pause here and be back in just a minute with our fresh thoughts on May. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Uh, so <laughs> we just finished. Um, I I struggle on this one because I don't know. I mean, I always kind of go with the same pattern of getting your initial reaction, but at the same time, like I have such strong feelings on this movie that I <laughs> I'll hold back. But all right, so what'd you think? Uh, I I loved it. I think that's one of the one of my favorites, Scott. It was. You know, I'm I'm wondering actually now that if you actually gave me a real choice this morning, because that was dark, gory, and kind of funny. It was uh, it was great. Definitely uh, sad I have haven't seen that before. Shit, it was I'm really gonna, fucked up. Okay, yeah. Before we talk more, uh, same thing we say every single episode. Obviously, we're gonna spoil the uh, the movie. Um, so if you haven't seen May yet from 2002, 2003, I, this is one of those cases where I would say don't keep listening. Like it's it's not really a spoilable movie. I, I think from the beginning you kind of see where it's going, but there's this is going to sound really, really weird to to say, but there's an emotional experience with this movie that if, if we explain the movie too much and it makes you think like, Oh, I don't need to see it now. It's going to rob it of you or rob you of it. Like just watch the film if you haven't seen it and then come back and listen to this. Um, don't you agree with that. Trail- yeah. Don't watch any trailers about it either. Just go in blind, you know, and uh, enjoy. Yeah, and I mean, again, you—it's not—you can't—it's not—it's not about spoilers. Like, you know, yes, we'll spoil the movie from a plot perspective, but that's not that shocking. Like, you kind of, again, I think you see where it's going. Um, it's 
it's just being able to take in the whole experience, I think, of, of what the movie is. Yeah. That being said, I say we, we start digging in. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say let's start. Did you agree with my assessment of what I said before the movie where it's basically a one character tour de force? Yeah, yeah. I think this is like... It's almost got like a super fucked up version of Clerks feel in kind of a way. Uh, I don't know if that describes it at all, but it's like, you know, there's like four or five people in the cast. And it's like, you know, pretty simple film style, kind of 90s music. The soundtrack was actually great. Mm -hmm. Um, All the songs were, they fit perfectly and they added to this sick vibe of like tension like the whole movie you the whole first two two thirds maybe three quarters of the movie yeah i'm sitting there like and you heard me i said this a thousand times I'm like what the fuck oh god and it's just this tension and you know it's awful and it's building and building and building and building and it's not subtle at all and it just then it's just no then it's just it's just you knew it was going to happen but it was it was awful and horrible but fun and almost funny to watch i mean it's it's definitely got like a dark comedy vibe to it in some sense oh sure sure um but but in a relatable way and and i think that this is the um one of the things that I, i like about the film so much is that it not that i have friends or know people who are this dark or fucked up obviously but like there's a there's a level to it where you know even adam's character like for may to exist in any real world nobody would actually interact with her like they're their warning sirens would go off so quickly and it would just be like this girl's nuts like people would have nothing to do with her, but like the people that she does end up kind of interacting with and bringing into her life of which there are two, you know, there's Adam and then her coworker at the vet. Mm-hmm. Um, they both kind of have their own kind of fucked up reality of life too. And, you know, Adam kind of says things like, Oh yeah, I do think you're weird, but that's okay. I like weird or, the, the first time they're sharing a sandwich and may says something like, Oh yeah, something gross happened at work. And he's like, that's okay. Tell me about it. I like gross. And <laughs> so you can tell like he's, he's real. It, it, like he he's out there because I don't think most people would be like, Oh great. Tell me a gross story. I'd be like, yeah, you can, you know, but like he indulges, but you can also tell like, he's got that, line and like every time he like opens up to her he's just like ah that was a mistake like she went way too far <laughs> and yeah. but like he also has that kind of weird dark edginess to him like he made that super weird fucked up um art house yep movie uh with the you know basically like zombie porn and more or less what it is mm-hmm. and so it's like he's got that kind of twisted uh i I guess he's he's on the edge 
He's but on he the has, edge of psychopath. But she's right. But he has those limits, and like, <laughs> yeah, he knows. Like, yeah, this is too far. Like, you, she bit him in bed, and he's like, yeah, you don't really do that. Like, this is too much. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's one of the things that's fun about this movie. It really sort of plays in, it plays with tensions that I think a lot of people have, like, I, I've met people like Adam, right? And, you know, I've met people who are sort of like May, right? But not over the line like May, if that makes any sense. Like, it's so oh, sure. creepy because I, I think, as you said, it's a weird way to describe it, I think, but it's kind of accurate. It's like the characters are relatable, but kind of over the line, which I think is why the movie is so effective. So, yeah, and yeah. they're they're relatable in a way. And this is kind of the, the, the big point that I wanted to bring up is... They're relatable in a way that, like, honestly, it's just so weird to say about the movie that we just watched. But, like, (laughs) I agree. By the end of the movie, like, I get a little choked up at the end. And I I don't want to say I empathize with May, but, like, I sympathize with her so much that this is a – this movie is a tragedy. And – it's the kind of thing where it's like, even though she just got done doing all of these awful, horrible things to everybody she knows, essentially, I mean, mm-hmm. she's a multiple murderer at this point. Um, she has a dead cat in her freezer. She has gone full on psychopath. Oh, yeah. But that scene at the end, it's like it it breaks my heart. And she's so sad and just so desperate for just somebody to like her. Like she just wants a friend and not in a creepy horror movie way in a very re real. Every one of us has felt that kind of way. And it's this, you know, the final scene, you know, this ultimate desperation of she's like, I went to all this work. I finally have a friend but like my friend can't even see me. And so she makes the (laughs) ultimate, ultimate sacrifice for it. And like, what's the last scene? She's laying in bed crazy as can be, but just, I mean, essentially laying there dying. um, Yeah. But just still so desperate for somebody to just touch her and be kind, love her. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like it's it's so hard for me to like want to recommend this to people. I mean, I want to recommend it to everybody, but <laughs> to like to know who to recommend this to and for what reasons, because I did not recommend this as you know tonight's episode because I thought like, oh, this is going to be this touching movie that Brian's going to enjoy. I was like, no, it's a dark, <laughs> fucked up horror movie. That's what we do on this show. But like. I would almost want to sell this to people. It's like, no, like this is a really good emotional tale. 
but you've got to get through an hour and a half of some really psychotic fucked up shit that like most people will never get through to get to this moment that's just so heartfelt and so genuine does that make any sense or am i just totally crazy (laughs) i can i can see where you're coming from i i think if i watched it again i would probably that's the thing you said you know you can't quite spoil the movie it's got a lot of rewatch value um and i think if i watched it again i would see it a little bit differently maybe even but i mean i think again it's it's kind of why the movie works so well it's because you know everybody wants to have friends right and she just wants to have be cared about and everybody she met that she you know she liked that she thought cared about her in the end they well they well actually they realize except for the coworker, they realized that they didn't want to be her friend and they were mean and like his name was i guess adam right mm-hmm. adam was kind of an asshole to her you know he was i mean yeah he was freaked out and that i think is pretty reasonable when someone bites your lip and then rubs your blood all over them uh themselves so that that's fine but he was also kind of a dick and she was nothing but really nice to him until she killed his girlfriend and chopped off his hands yeah i think i think his reactions were a hundred percent legit like i i understand where he's coming from and in fact we'll give him a lot of credit because Mm -hmm. he gave her a lot of chances when most people would have treated her the way that the um the slutty cheerleader girl at the end did like, I guess that's true. Yeah. Her character is, I'll say appropriate in terms of that's how 99% of the world would have treated a may uh-huh. Adam. The fact that, you know, I mean, think about their very first interaction. Like he falls asleep uh, reading this book at this coffee shop and sh- he wakes up to her, you know, rubbing his hand on her face. Like, anybody in the world would be like who the hell are you get away from me or i'm gonna call up you know get a restraining order and instead he's just kind of like oh like i don't know maybe we should have lunch sometime maybe you know and they they kind of hit it off he's cautious but like he gives her a chance in a way that no other human would um even after things get weird he's still kind of like yeah but that's cool like you're 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 still kind of fun like so i give him a lot of credit and he finally does pull back and is like yeah i've had enough when she clearly goes over the line and is Mm. you know too much so no i personally don't see him as an ass i i think he was an ass to the girl that he was with on halloween um okay you know but to may i think he gave her (laughs) as many chances as more, I would say more chances than anyone than I would for sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely see your point. I guess I sort of read it as like he sort of knew she was kind of crazy, but she was super into him, so he was just trying to like I don't know for for lack of a better word, he was just trying to get some right. That's that's kind of what I what I thought, but. But you're right. I mean, his outward actions, he was really nice for the most part and gave her a bunch of chances. Mm -hmm. I would have, I mean, right after 
I don't think I ever would have given her a chance if she if I woke up and her she was in my hand. Yeah. That's, well, that's and I also don't say, right. I also don't think he was just trying to you know get her pants because he didn't go straight for that either. Like that's it true. Was, that's a good point. You know, they sat and ate Tostitos and salsa in a car and had a conversation. You know, for one date and then shared a sandwich in the park and you know did a couple of things. Watched that whole movie that he made like there were plenty of opportunities if that was what he wanted to and even when they were in bed like yeah she bit him but he could have been like hey don't bite me anymore and continued so it i Mm -hmm. i don't think that is what he was going for i think he legitimately saw her as you know he saw past the weird Hmm. yeah i think i've come around to your opinion yeah i don't know it's a weird movie i I don't quite know how to describe it, but maybe the the tension, the buildup in the movie was so good. It was sort of interesting. Everybody in the movie was really weird, I thought. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, can you, I can't name a normal person except for maybe the, the co-worker's girlfriend. She was as close to normal as it gets. Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange. Yeah, and even she was a very, you know, one-dimensional weird. caricature. Yeah. But... Yeah, so what do you think of Angela Bettis just as an actress? Oh, I thought actually it was kind of a tour de force. She, uh, yeah, I was really impressed, actually. She, she really had, I really believed that she was this person. And I thought it was really cool how at the end of the movie after the veil sort of broke. She totally changed. Like she got way more confident about who she was. She mm-hmm. was, you know, she said, if you can't find a friend, make one. And then suddenly that was all the confidence she needed. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's why her fall at the end is so much more powerful because yeah, that didn't work. You know, it was like she, f- she had that moment of confidence feeling like I finally am on top of this. I know what it is that I want in life. You know, I'm done trying to do it the air quotes, normal way or conventional way. But like, even that blew up in her face. Like, it's like, this didn't work either. So that truly crippled her to where she's just like, no matter how I go about this, I can't make a friend. And that's, that's the part that's just like, kills me like you know obviously i don't condone what she did you know in any world but it's just kind of that i don't know like i said i i feel for this girl that just wants somebody to say hey you know what i like you (laughs) yeah and it's interesting i'm thinking now sort of the beginning when they sort of show her childhood a little bit like her mom essentially told her that no one would like her Mm-hmm. right over and over again and that you know her mom gave her this creepy little doll and said it was her new best friend and then she wasn't allowed to touch the doll right right so yeah it's it's an interesting yeah. movie i'm, I'm yeah, sorry she, i'm having a hard time enun- like enunciating how i feel about it yeah she's been denied essentially human touch her whole life. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure she probably got some, you know, from her parents and some from 
you know, little bits here and there, but yeah, like I doubt, you know, she had any friends growing up. She admitted she's never had a boyfriend, you know, she, when she's talking to Adam. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she's had no physical contact with a person. And obviously I don't just mean sexually, but just like, at all. look at the very last scene, you know, obviously, obviously that doll did not move on its own. That was her Her psychosis finally just manifesting itself a hundred percent. And she's now totally crazy, but like, what's what's the thing that she wants like you know if if you if you think of that last scene as this is her ultimate fantasy is because we're seeing that scene through her eyes her perspective mm-hmm. what her you know, so this is her <laughs> this is her ultimate fantasy coming to life what is that fantasy realized is it the two of them you know having a picnic together is the two is it the two of them having sex is it the two of them you know having dinner no it's the thing just touching her that's it that's Mm -hmm. all she wanted like so it's proof that that's the thing she's wanted her entire life and all of this is just building to somebody to just touch her yeah and yeah it's a really good point that like to her quote best friend the doll that's in the case like hey here's your best friend you can't touch it you're not allowed to yeah or really talk to it or anything you just sort of get to look at it and that's kind of i mean she oh she talked to it plenty like that that it never talked back is what i mean in her head it did i don't i don't think that was Mm. you know in question but well it's kind of how she approached a lot of these like how she approached adam in the beginning right she sort of just watched him and sort of snuck up around him you know treated treated him kind of like he was behind glass for a while and then i think that's sort of the start where she's trying to to like get behind the glass maybe i don't know yeah and she obviously has no um concept of how to be a real person um, or to interact with people but Yeah, I don't know. I I don't have enough good things to say about this movie. It's it was great. I mean, it was fantastic. fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say you know Emmy worthy kind of film, but just one of those off the beaten paths, really difficult to describe, really difficult to recommend movies that I would probably recommend to everybody and nobody at the same time. Yeah, I don't know how you could, I don't know what I would say other than it's a great, creepy, dark horror movie that people should watch. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the challenge is trying to, trying to identify who is the target audience for this movie. Like who's, when I think of all of the friends that I have and assuming I would recommend a horror movie to any of them. Like, well, I guess, I guess if you're a horror fan, I would say, yeah, absolutely re- watch this. But like the people who are on the fringe of horror or non-horror, like who, how would I define the person that I would recommend this to? And I, I can't think of it. <laughs> like, it's really, really hard to identify that. Like, who's the kind of person that would like this? Gorehounds? No, it's not that gory. No. Um, Suspense? No, it's not. Uh, like you know what's going to happen right from the beginning um 
it's, it's tense, though. It is. It's not so much suspenseful, but it's very tense. The movie is like built on tension. I right. thought. Yeah, tricky one, but um, you know, it's like a horror comedy tragedy. Yeah, like, although very light on the comedy. Like it's when I say horror comedy, I think more your Shaun of the Dead's, your Tucker and Dale's. Like yeah, I would hundred percent. If you say that to somebody, they're going to get a very different impression of what this is. It it sort of weirdly reminds me a bit of Fargo, like a dark comedy kind of where you're laughing because you sort of there are moments where you sort of step away and realize like how absurd something is you said something about it when we were watching the movie with the where the zombies start saying brains i forgot the name Mm. of that movie but how return of the living dead return of the living dead yeah and how there's kind of a weird similarity between how you make an effective horror movie and how you make an effective comedy Mm-hmm. In that you sort of have to build all this tension and then leave it up to the audience almost or direct the audience a little bit like this is now funny tension so you can laugh at it or this is actually just horrible right i don't know yeah i'm sort of at a loss for words with this one scott it's tough but but i feel like the director who or the writer maybe too they they really Same guy. Same guy. <laughs> Same guy? Yeah. Well, who, the guy really knows how to make something horrible and really darkly humorous, I guess. Maybe I'm just a, a freak, too, but I love yeah. dark comedies. And now I'm trying to remember what other stuff he's done. Let me take a look. Um, Because, yeah, I know, like I said, he was the star of the movie Roman um, that she directed. Interesting. But, yeah, he, oh, he directed um, The Woman. I doubt you, don't know if you saw that or not. I don't know if I did. I I might have heard of it. When did it come out? Uh, The Woman was 2011. Uh, Probably not then. Um was that based on the Jack Ketchum? Yeah, that's the Jack Ketchum book. Is that where they they find, like, a woman in the woods? Yeah, they try to, like, civilize this. um, I never got to see it, but I've watched the trailer for it. I wanted to watch it, but I never got to see it. Yeah, so he he was the director of that one. Um, May was his first film that he directed um he directed the woods at least one episode of masters of horror uh he directed red which was also a jack ketchum Hmm. book all cheerleaders die which i haven't seen one of the segments of tales of halloween Uh, a couple other things i haven't seen i don't think i've seen the woods either I forget which Masters of Horror episode he did. Did you ever watch that show? I don't think so, Scott. It was on Showtime, if I remember right. For they well, they did two seasons before they then brought it to like NBC and kind of screwed it up. But um, yeah, it was like two seasons, and they basically said like every episode 
which ran anywhere from average of like 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. was a, a completely different uh director like they got a famous horror director for each episode and basically said like here have fun like do your thing so um you know toby cool. hooper did an episode or two um john carpenter was involved oh. um, you know just everybody you can think of had something to do or you know some, some episode to do and um it's definitely a mixed bag like there's some that are way better than others but uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's worth checking out cool yeah but yeah he did he did at least one episode of that but for the life of me i cannot remember which one it is um sick girl is that listeners will correct me they always do um <laughs> but anyway yeah i mean he's he's a good director i there's not too much of this that i've seen I, I would be terrified to see what he did to a jack ketchum book but um yeah Oof. anyway that's a that's a whole tangent there but um interesting yeah i think if you liked it it'd be worth checking out some of his other stuff yeah definitely man i i want to say more about this movie but i'm not quite sure what to say yeah i don't know I don't, maybe there's really not a whole lot else out there i think we've we've covered it um honestly in more detail than we have for a lot of our other episodes so how long have we been oh man okay yeah I, and then what's her name again nicole the actress yeah the actress sorry maybe it's not An- nicole. An- angela bettis angela bettis wow that was way off um she did such a good job playing like playing with that line in the way she acted like she was like part this sort of cute nerdy kind of girl and then super crazy i don't know she just made it so easy to sort of slide past that line kind mm-hmm. of i don't know it was really believable and yeah kind the, of horrific i think the only part that i struggle with a little bit is when she does become super confident at the end mm-hmm. i like i understand what they were going for and why she did that but it seems so out of character like you know the the way she's then interacting with adam and with her co-worker like it's it's almost a little bit too much confidence like i don't know hmm. where she would have come like she wasn't socialized enough to know how to act that way in my head if that makes yeah. sense yeah i can sort of see it was i mean it was a an abrupt change she was like a totally different person right mm-hmm um, I mean, maybe she would have known just, I mean, cause she interacts with other people, but I guess she hasn't, she doesn't really interact with any other normal humans from what we can tell. Right. Yeah. And clearly doesn't know social conventions. I mean, the things when she stands outside of Adam's house for two hours and admits that like, she obviously doesn't know the yeah. proper way to react to people or carry on conversations, but you know. Oh, man. And then he invited her in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, she wanted to see his movie. He's Where else is he going to find an audience for that? She just liked him for his hands. <laughs> <laughs> see, like that. That's that's I found that really funny for some reason. Yeah. And at the end, you realized why? Well, like the thing is, like you said, I knew she was going for his hands the whole time. I even predicted I didn't say it out loud, but I predicted in, that she was going to like 
cut off the boxing doll's hands. I was like, oh, God. She did, and then she did it, and I was like, oh, no. But yeah. at, the, at the same time, it was, yeah. Super creepy. Yeah, like, I said, you, like I said, you can't spoil it. It's it's written on the wall what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, awesome movie, Scott. Thank you very much for showing this to me. All right, well, I'm glad we had a good pick, and... Uh... Yeah, I don't have much more to say, so I can say we can wrap it up there. Uh, if you have any comments or thoughts on May, if this is your first time watch, or if this is one of your favorites as well, uh, be sure to write in and let us know. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Fresh Brains Podcast. You can also email us at uh, freshbrainspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, all the normal social media stuff. We're on iTunes if you want to come over there and be nice and give us a review, help us get found by a uh, other people but um yeah i don't know i think this was a good one like i said i was excited to get back or to get to this movie it's been on the top of my list for a long time was really excited to see a reaction and i'm very glad that you enjoyed it so i'll leave us at that and i'll just say that uh until next time i'm scott and i'm brian and just remember if you can't find a friend just make one (laughs) 